0: Get notifications and stay updated every time I post a challenge podcast by hitting the subscribe button. Thank you all and hope you enjoy. How's everybody doing today? I have a very special guest joining me who many of you have wanted to see for quite some time on here, believe it or not. Brooke, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, you're actually quite the uh, hot commodity, believe it or not, amongst the the challenge fans—they like to, uh, you know, bring up what they would like to call, quote unquote, an, I call you an icon. So.
1: Oh my gosh, that's like the hugest compliment. Thank <laughs> you very much for that. I, that's um, yeah, shocking and very kind.
0: It's some pretty good news for for a change here in 2020, right? For you <laughs> at least. <laughs>
1: yes, absolutely. It's been quite a year.
0: How has uh, how's it been for you this year?
1: Um, so, you know, I've been working um, as an essential worker throughout COVID. Um, I am a therapist. So I work with people with mental health issues, addiction, um, and trauma. And so it is something that um, is required that I go to work during this time. I'm actually quite grateful for that. I know a lot of people lost their jobs, a lot of people have been stuck at home, things like that. So um, I do try to look on the bright side of things when it comes to that, um, but yeah, I think it's been challenging for all of us.
0: It, yeah, definitely. I, um, at least in the beginning of this, I thought like the I, my expectations. I was stay I was with the mindset of, oh, you know, this will blow over in like a month or so, and then like I was like, well, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's like never ending and. You know, I, I keep thinking it's going to get easier and that they're going to lift the ban and all of that. And, yeah, it's just not happening. So um, it's hit us pretty hard in Nashville, where I live. Um, I was surprised by that. I thought it would just be in, you know, Jersey and New York and California and the more populated areas. But it hit us here. Even the rural areas around here, it's it's hit. So, Yeah.
0: Yeah, a lot of people were actually, believe it or not, kind of uh, happy to be not working during this. Um, oh, you, I'm sure. You obviously, you know, you just mentioned about working. How, how, were you kind of like, were you one of the people that was kind of upset about having us to still work during this, or were you kind of glad?
1: Um, you mean during COVID? Yeah. Oh, I was super grateful to be working. If I had to have sat at home. Months, I would have uh, been miserable. So yeah, I was really grateful and just, um, you know, grateful to have a job. Really, during this time, yeah.
0: Mm. So how? What has that adjustment kind of like been like for you? You know, being a therapist now since your time off the show.
1: <laughs> it's definitely a very different gig. Um, so you know. I don't think a lot of people know this, but, you know, I, so I did two challenges after the real world. I did the gauntlet three and the Duel two. And then I decided, um, after I wrapped, uh, the dual two in 2008, I, I told the producers during, uh, an interview that this was going to be my very last challenge. My last reality show i was not going to do this again and i wanted to go to grad school get married have kids and have a normal life the end so of course they didn't air that because they never do air the stuff that you want them to air <laughs> but um anyway so i i got one out of the three out of the way i i definitely um pursued the graduate school work and i got my master's at nyu and social work and then uh that was in 2011 and then um I've been working up the ladder. Now I'm working as a therapist, working towards LCSW licensure, which means I'll be a licensed clinical social worker, and then I'll probably open my own private practice and see patients. Um, I'm specializing primarily in uh, helping individuals with addiction, uh, recovery, and trauma as well. So, yeah, it's totally different than what I used to do, for sure. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah um did did, uh they try getting you back though after that despite telling them all that or were they kind of just like all right you know
1: yeah they did I definitely got called for probably I don't know at least five six years after that after I told them I wasn't interested anymore and of course that's always a compliment and that always makes you feel flattered it just wasn't something I wanted to pursue outside of my 20s, to be honest. So at 26, I kind of just quit everything with reality TV and started fresh, Start, started a new career, honestly, is what I did.
0: Yeah, that, and that's crazy to hear, like, us talk about stuff. Like, obviously, you just mentioned your last show was 2008. It's crazy to think that some of the people that, like, you were just starting to do the shows with, like, then are still on them now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, it is crazy to think about that. I mean, you know, and here's the thing. There's no judgment about that. If that's, if that's what makes them happy, if that's, you know, how they, oh, are you there? I just got a call. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, you're good. <laughs>
1: um, if if that's what makes them happy, if you know that that is what gives them joy and peace in life, then go for it. For me, it, it sure as heck didn't. So, uh, yeah, I'm very happy in my non-famous life now.
0: <laughs> well, let's uh, kind of talk about where this uh, pre-famous uh, lifestyle kind of started. <laughs> let's uh, get into your whole casting story.
1: Yeah, so I was actually um, discovered on MySpace, if you can believe it. I think I'm the only cast member that was ever found on MySpace. I had just moved to Los Angeles um, in 2000, early 2006, and I got an email from casting agents from Bunim and Murray Productions asking if I would like to audition for The Real World. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like I've just been here two weeks. and I'd already booked a music video for this band that I really liked. Anyway, long story short, I decided to go on the um, interview or I guess it'd be called audition audition. Um, and it it I kind of got cast very quickly after that actually. They, they kind of sent me through, a bunch of rounds that other folks had to do. And I just kind of was pushed along. I think they knew that I was a shoo-in. And then my serious actor friends were like, don't do it, wait for a really good part. You know, wait to get that Oscar-worthy performance that (laughs) you came out here for, which I did. I actually did come out to Los Angeles, you know, to become a serious actor. But And my fun friends, fun party friends were like, you should take it. You know, it could be a once a lifetime thing. So, yeah, I ended up taking the role on the show um, as Brooke from the real world. And the rest is history.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. So they so they seeked you out then off of MySpace and just, I guess, decided like, all right, this is our girl for the show. Like we're, we're getting her on whatever, it, you know. Or was that like how did that snowball like why do you think they like uh, wanted you so bad?
1: I don't know. I think that um, I was really shocked myself about it because I never thought I was that interesting. I didn't think I was that pretty or that interesting or any of the things that I would associate with being cast or, or you know pursued to that degree. so I, I have no idea but they must have seen something. Indy. They must have seen some level of cray.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and somehow MySpace seems to be the talk of town and on all my podcasts somehow. Oh really? I, yeah, I don't know. We were talking on the last one about how uh, MySpace was like a big thing back in the day and now like <laughs> Oh for now, sure. Now the way they're casting, they're pulling people for many how many followers they have on Instagram and not even going on to a show. yeah
1: see i i don't have cable i don't have uh i not only do i not have mtv i don't have cable so i i don't know how all of these things work anymore
0: wow yeah (laughs) wait till you hear this one this uh coming season um of the challenge i don't think it aired it's not aired yet but they're like filming it or whatever but like beforehand you probably even know like the spoilers and whatnot of who's gonna be there and stuff comes out they actually went and got an America's Got Talent singer, and a You're WWE kidding? wrestler. No way! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: They've changed the whole thing.
0: Yeah, they've, uh, the last couple seasons actually kind of started, they were bringing, they, the real world in Road Rules was completely gone, by the way, like that's uh, been done. I
1: didn't know that! When did it, when did it go off air?
0: So 2017, I think, was like the last official season of Real World, but then, like, I think, like, beginning of 2019, they tried some really weird thing when they had um, a Real World Atlanta, but it was exclusively only to watch on like Facebook Watch. So I guess maybe, Ooh, okay. yeah. And okay. needless to say, I guess they didn't do too well with. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know how you keep ratings or whatever on Facebook. I'm, <laughs> I don't know how that works. Yeah. But, uh, but then, yeah, like none of the cast members from that even have been considered for the challenge or something like that. So it's completely like a wash. So, yeah, it's basically been gone since 2017. They've been casting from like shows like Ari the One, uh, Florida Bama Shore. They've even been pulling people from the UK.
1: You are kidding. I had no idea. I didn't, no, I didn't know any of that.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask your take on it. Do you think that this is a good move or do you think they should keep it to where how it always was? Like kind of like. You have to graduate from your real world of road rules and like get into the challenge, basically.
1: You know, I don't know if I have an opinion. I you know, I I I'm on a different side of things now. So obviously I'm on a side of, you know, wanting people to make good decisions and healthy decisions for themselves. So I wouldn't really personally recommend that a young person pursue a career in entertainment or in reality television, to be honest with you. Um, if that's really somebody's dream, then that's a different story. But, um, I don't think that that's probably the best way to find what you're looking for in life. <laughs>
0: Fair answer. <laughs> what? Were you a fan of the show before going on to the real Yes,
1: world? yes, yes. I mean, I was a normal, you know, kid and teenager. You know, I watched <laughs> I watched all of that stuff, obviously. And I loved it. I was a huge fan. I loved Descinda from London season. Um, uh, yeah, I was a huge fan.
0: So getting on to the show, is that kind of like surreal for you to be like, a fan of it and then just step into it and be like whoa that was
1: totally surreal that's a great word to describe it it was completely surreal it was completely um scary and bizarre and just you know it, it was it was really just an amazing thing for somebody to go through in their you know early 20s it was fun and exciting and different and Uh, Shocking and brave. It was
0: brave too. So yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy that experience though? Like, would or was it kind of something like? Did you like rewatch the show like after the fact, and then maybe think like, oh, I could have done this differently, or and maybe took that into like your, you know, maybe everyday life.
1: Yes, um, you know, obviously I had moments on the show um you know I I think that hindsight is 2020 and um I think that I did the best I could while I was on the show I think I did the best I could with like the support that I was given I guess and like the very uh I don't know shallow understanding of the real real world i guess
0: (laughs) (laughs) real real world (laughs) yeah
1: i i you know i think i just did the best i could and um yeah i just let the chips fall where they may kind of thing you know i um i don't know i don't i don't know what to say about it except that i'm just grateful that you know I have learned from it uh, from the experience and then also um, I think it's honestly like helped me just in life in general in terms of just having a better understanding of um, life and hardships and like I it was a good experience overall in terms of helping me grow up I think I needed to grow up and I was very sheltered back then so I think you know in a lot of ways it was good for me overall to force me
0: to kind of try to act like an adult maybe no yeah and I think that's with everybody though and like you know just life I think they need like that one thing to kind of like kick them in the butt and like kind of get them to uh you know like an event to take place and to get them to like I don't know maybe look at it and be like all right now how could I kind of translate that into my everyday life and kind of better myself
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely think that it was an opportunity to learn and to grow. And that's honestly, I think, a large part of what interested me about it. I think most people go on that show in hopes of like an extended spring break kind of thing. And that's not really why I was there. I had already done a ton of partying in high school and in college, obviously. So, I wasn't really there for that. I was there more or less to, like, learn about myself and have new experiences and make really good friendships and things like that. And um, But, it, you know, it was obvious that the people I was passed with didn't really feel the same way. They kind of were just there to party. <laughs> so...
0: yeah definitely i think that um i mean a lot of people have said that they've gone there for like a vacation like stuff like that like or was was that like your goal though to get on tv or
1: it wasn't my goal to get on tv i moved to los angeles originally because i wanted you know i think to actually pursue a real career in acting i think i that was always the goal i did all the plays in high school and even before high school and elementary school. So that was kind of my shtick. And then, um, you know, I moved out to Los Angeles and literally two weeks after that, I, I got, you know, the casting um, invite. So, you know, I just decided to go for it, even though it wasn't a serious actor role, right? serious actor experience.
0: So so I take it you're kind of like into the whole Broadway thing then, right? Or like the musicals and that kind of stuff. So,
1: I never did musicals or Broadway or anything. I do love that though. I do love mostly Broadway, not so much musicals, but definitely Broadway, like live live theaters definitely my jam.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um my the high school that I graduated from was like really big on like musicals and stuff but I I per se wasn't like in the whole scene of that but I wasn't somebody that kind of like knocked it so then like I I was on the football team but then like the theater kids and the football team did not like each other for whatever I like I there's it's like and I made this analogy and you know pretty much like My football team was against me in saying it, and then the theater kids loved me for saying it. These the analogy was that being on the football team and being a like in the like a play kid, like the like you know, they're organizing the play, you have a bunch of people like doing their part and stuff, right? Yeah, it's essentially the same thing, except one's you know playing football and the others, you're both doing the same thing, it's just like a different like. If that makes sense, you get what I mean? Oh, no,
1: I totally hear what you're saying. And it's funny you say that because how they were kind of divided about it. Because in my high school, um, so I went to a very artistic high school. It was a public high school, but it was just known. It's called Hillsboro High School in Nashville, Tennessee. A lot of my boroughs. Anyway, um, so it was like a very artistic school just in that, like, even like the jocks and the athletic people tried out for the plays the the artistic and the the theater component at hillsborough high school was like huge so you know all kinds of people tried out for those plays and so it was a really big deal yeah
0: yeah i mean i wasn't able to really you know put together like everything i was trying to say i probably sound stupid anybody <laughs> no, listening? no
1: you I'm, don't
0: I was, tr- it's hard when I'm on the spot here to come up with the right words to, like, for the analogy, but, like, yeah, they're, they're both basically teams, right? Like, they're well, they're doing it.
1: Yes, that's that's exactly right. They are. They're both teams.
0: So that's why I didn't really get the whole, like, where the disconnect was and why the two were feuding. And another thing that I'm pretty much all for, it's, like, the theater kids aren't really affecting or bothering me like
1: yeah
0: they're, they're doing their own thing so it's like and I'm the type of person where I'm I actually condone and I like love to see people go after stuff that they're like interested in doing or have like a passion for doing and I think that a lot of the times especially with younger kids in today's day and age they're oftentimes told like oh you can't do this and they're or they're placed like a uh you know kind of like a price tag on them so to speak of like what they can and can't do and i think that a lot of times people don't go for you know stuff that maybe they want to do because they're afraid
1: stereotypes absolutely yeah i get it and and i love that i kind of i love the way that the world is starting to um turn when it comes to that that thing of you know People can just be one thing. I feel like the world has gotten better about that. And now it's like people can be more than one thing. And and I think that's awesome and excellent and inclusive in the way it needs to be.
0: Couldn't agree more. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> well, yeah, I want to know now, since we just talked about your whole real world experience and, you know, how rewatching it did that kind of play into your feelings of how you're going on to the challenge? Like, did it make you like either more nervous going on to the challenge or more excited or both?
1: Well, I mean, you know, I think that going on to the challenge, I looked at it completely differently than I did the real world. I think at that point, I, I mean, obviously I knew what I'd gotten myself into at that point. I really didn't know what I would gotten myself into when I started the real world. I had, really no idea. And how would you until you actually do that? Um, So for the challenge, I was much more laid back. I was much more relaxed. I was just much more comfortable in my own skin. And I knew exactly what to expect. I was going there to have fun and to make new friends, to see all these people I'd been seeing on TV forever. And then, you know, also to see the people that that I already knew and to, you know, go to a different country and, you know, booze it up back then so you know yeah I definitely looked at it much differently the challenges so
0: yeah and I think uh you know a big thing that people would want to you know hear about from your first season of the challenge and I'm gonna ask you like did you uh maintain a friendship with Evelyn off the show after
1: yes we are still very good friends yes wow yeah Yeah, Yes. yeah, she came and visited me several times over the course of the last um, decade, I guess it's been. Um, so, yeah, she's visited me here in Nashville probably, mm, I mean, five different times. So, yeah, we're uh, really good friends.
0: Yeah, she's actually someone who's kind of slid under the radar a little bit now. We don't really see or hear much of her in the challenge she or went to
1: Harvard <laughs> Law. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think she's running, or I guess maybe, not running, but, like, she's helping out with a campaign last I heard or something. In Uganda?
1: Oh, that's something different. Yeah, she's helping with a uh, political campaign, and I believe now she's either in Uganda or doing something, like, to help Ugandians. Hmm.
0: (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Yeah. I said
1: that word wrong, I'm sorry.
0: Hey, we're, we're not all, uh, (laughs) you know, um, but but yeah, I want to ask you about, uh, your friendship with Tori Hall now. How did you guys kind of become close?
1: So I think I can't even remember, but I know I did at least one challenge with Tori. I just can't remember if I did two. I don't know. Yeah, it was two. Yeah. I did two. Okay. Well, we didn't know each other at all during that time, but you know, then I found out she moved to Nashville um because you know davis is here in nashville from my cast and he and i are like best friends so he told me he said oh tori moved here so tori and i started going hiking together last year and then i went to her birthday party and things like that so yeah it was it was really cool to see her and to like get to know her outside of the challenge so
0: yeah i actually had her on a few months ago on here she was a uh-huh. uh, you know, a blast to talk to. I don't know if you knew this or not. Actually, a few days ago, she just got re-engaged.
1: I did hear that. I did. I'm so happy for her.
0: That's awesome news for her, especially in the current state of what 2020's been like. We need some more good news in the world, right?
1: Yes. So true.
0: (laughs) Um, But now I want to kind of ask from your perspective, this one point, It doesn't involve you, but obviously you being there on the duel too. Uh Kind of since you're a female, I know some of the guys have talked about the C.T. Adam fight and how serious it was. Being a female, I mean, I'd assume it'd have to be even more scarier for you, right? Uh,
1: Yeah, you know, but you have to understand, I went to a pretty tough high school. So I used to see stuff like that and hear stuff like that all the time. You know, my high school really did kind of prepare me for a lot of this stuff that I think some of the people on these shows had never seen before. So I I wasn't that surprised to see that. I was sad to see it, but I wasn't that surprised, I guess. I just, you know, that's kind of what happens when people get drunk, too
0: drunk, So, where were you during the whole fight, like, while it was going down? Like, what was your whole thought process? Like, what were you, well, obviously, you know, your thought process, but, like, what was your, like, reactions, or, like, were you kind of, like...
1: I don't even remember. I think I just was, like, oh, this is crazy. This sucks. I mean, (laughs) I don't think I was too happy about it, but (laughs) I was, I don't know. I think I just wanted to make sure everybody was okay.
0: It's usually the best thing to do.
1: You know what? I think I do remember this. DM is what where my mind was at. I think I was trying to actually uh, calm her down. That's what it was. Mm. Yeah. So.
0: Well, what about um? Now I want to get into the whole uh, your nomination for the duel too. Nehemiah didn't end up uh, picking you. Like, were you, were you uh mad at that?
1: I think I was actually. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can understand why now, but at the time, of course I was, I wanted to stay on the show, although I think Davis and I at the time, I'm pretty sure we had decided that if we were going to be sent home soon, may as well get sent home at the same time. So we actually both ended up getting eliminated, um, on that same challenge, And so that way we got to hang out in the hotel room later on that night. So take a plane home. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: it's, it's never bad to go home with someone you know, right?
1: (laughs) Right. It was was actually quite fun.
0: So now you obviously talked about your career and everything and not... You know, pursuing the challenge anymore? Like, did it ever cross? Did it ever cross your mind to uh, want to come back at all, or did you like have set in stone that like that was gonna be it?
1: It honestly has always been set in stone that that is it. Um, you know, I, I, I took a, you know, a vow almost uh, to my career and you know to to what I do. Um, that's a pretty professional level type of career that, uh, that kind of lifestyle and stuff that supports it. I don't really do anymore. Um, you know, every now and then I might, like Tori had some gig, uh, last winter and she invited me to show up to it and I showed up to it like every now and then I'll do something like that every few years. But for the most part, yeah, my life is totally dedicated to my work right now and you know my goals with that I'm pursuing a um, a doctorate soon I'm just not sure exactly when or where um, but yeah I, I never realized you know how fulfilling work and career would be I think it you know it took me a long time so to realize that and to grow up
0: <laughs> yeah I mean it's, uh, something that is fun in the moment, I feel like, but then, like, you, uh, kind of get the itch to do something else. I, I totally can see yeah. where you're coming from.
1: <laughs> exactly. That's, that's pretty much what happened.
0: Yeah. But do you still keep in contact? With any, I mean, I know we just talked about, uh, Evelyn and Toria, but do you keep contact with anyone else? Like, maybe your roommates, for instance, from, the Denver?
1: Um, so we have a, like, um, a mass text um, uh, thing that we will do sometimes. So, you know, I'll hear from Ty, and I'll hear from Stephen and Jen. Um, so, yeah, sometimes we'll do that. And, you know, I've seen Stephen. I think I saw him last in 2015. Um, we went out to dinner together. I haven't seen Ty. I haven't seen... Jan in a while uh but davis obviously i see him all the time so
0: because
1: he mm. lives
0: here in nashville so yeah believe it or not i've had tyree on here actually a couple times him and i actually keep in pretty steady contact we're actually decently close yeah
1: he is a really good person
0: yeah i think that um so for what it's worth i mean he kind of got like a little bit of a raw end of the deal on the challenge, I think, that the way they portrayed him on the challenge. I kind of tried to make him out to look a little like a joke.
1: Oh, really? I didn't even pay attention to think I think, I think he'll,
0: he'll even tell you that himself, too. Oh. So.
1: Well, I think we we all feel like we could have been portrayed a little more accurately. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like I, th- I think the last challenge that he did, it was like, uh, have you heard of like how they do seasons called Rivals when they pit you with someone you've had like, and they pay- pair you with them. He was uh paired up with Dunbar on a rival season, and, um, I think it's very heavily speculated, and if you watch it, you'll see it kind of looks that way that Dunbar uh threw it, and um, <laughs> yeah. Because he didn't want to be partnered up with Tyree. Why not? I think he was, because he was saying in the confessionals, like, oh, like, my partner sucks. And, like, if there were two of him here, he would get his ass kicked faster and stuff. So. Oh, my gosh. That's- yeah, so. And I, I, that was brutal because Tyree actually came into that season, like, phew, like, he was, like, ready to go.
1: Oh, God. Oh, that makes me sad.
0: Yeah, you hate to see it.
1: Yeah,
0: but but I do want to ask you, though, now, like because social media wasn't a big thing back when you were on, you know, your shows. How do you feel like are you? Well, obviously, I mean, I'm sure you're glad that it wasn't. I'm sure. Right. Social media <laughs> being a- <laughs>
1: social media was alive and well then, my friend. Really? Oh, yeah. There was Facebook. There was MySpace and um, YouTube just started in 2006. So, oh, I got all kinds of hate mail, Oh, wow. I got all kinds of death threats, uh, hate mail. I had a stalker uh, who eventually went to jail. Um, yeah, it, it was not all that fun to be famous for me. <laughs> but, you know, the flip side of it was I also got a lot of really, um, you know, sweet letters and, you know, really sweet messages and emails saying how much people could relate to me and, you know, um, how glad they were that I had been on their TV and changed their life and blah, 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 and inspired them. And, you know, that means a lot. I mean, that that definitely, like, counteracted the negativity piece of it. Um, and then, you know, I was constantly getting recognized everywhere I went, which that was awful. That that's the part where I say I was a horrible famous person. <laughs> I did not enjoy that one bit um having to constantly you know stop for photographs and uh autographs and all kinds of things couldn't go anywhere without that. And um I just I'm a very uh introverted person. I'm I'm not an extrovert. So yeah, it was not exactly the best choice for me to go on a reality show.
0: <laughs> you see, I I fall somewhere down the middle of the line because I I'm sort of an introvert, but at the same to- on the same token, if I wasn't, I wouldn't be doing like a podcast. So it's yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> so there's
1: a term for that, amnivert.
0: Okay. So I can, I'll keep a note of that. So every time I think of uh, myself and where I fall, I just think of that word and then like your face by it. So that, that way I'll remember. I'll remember remember who told me it.
1: Yay. I love it.
0: (laughs) But yeah, do you have any uh, maybe words for um, anybody watching this or any, you know, audience that's maybe thinking about pursuing something or trying to follow something that they're after?
1: So, you know, I I think it's important that um, people really follow what's in their heart, that they really, truly want to do more than anything else. Um, And I think it's important to remember that it takes time to know what it is that you truly want to do in this world. I think that serving others can really take the focus off yourself and really put the focus where it needs to be. I think that following your higher power or God or the universe or whatever it is that you know um, you look at um, and, and following that as a, a way to get you through your life is definitely important. And, and um, even career-wise, it can help you, I think. So um, I think just looking outside of yourself And making sure that you're being a good person, making sure that you're showing kindness and compassion for others, because at the end of the day, that's all that matters.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think that a lot of people should uh, definitely take uh, your advice, because I think that in today's day and age, there's um, a little few and far between sometimes um, with, you know, being kind to people and stuff. I think that there should be a lot more of that. I think that sometimes, especially when we see in the social media day and age, people look to uh, bring down and kind of, you know, spread hate and stuff to other people that to be quite honest, unless they're bothering you, I just don't think, I just can't really see why you would, uh, you know, want to do that.
1: Yeah, I know. It's very sad. But, you know, I think that in such a whirlwind of negativity that we've been dealing with and seeing There can only be some kind of positivity and and goodness to come out of all of this mess. Um, I think that, honestly, COVID has taught people to be kinder. It has taught people um, to look at different sides of the same coin. And um, I think when people can start looking at... The fact that everybody kind of has the same goal. Everybody's looking for a pretty peaceful life. Everybody's really doing their best. And I think that COVID's kind of taught us that to some degree. We've got a little ways to go. But <laughs> just, <laughs> just
0: just a little. <laughs>
1: just a little. But we we have, I think the point is, humankind, you know, we have way more in common than we have differences. Agreed. But um,
0: I I appreciate you taking the time to do this with me today. I had fun (laughs) chatting with you. And, um, yeah, I hope uh, you're taking care and staying well.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: No problem. Take care.
1: (laughs) Bye. Bye.